Welcome to Ampersand the Enigma podcast with me, your host, Rainbow Black. Hi, guys. This is a different type of broadcast. I recently took up a couple of telephone conversation style interviews with friends and family. And I was talking to Terry about some of her interactions with people while she was at work. And she was telling me that she was speaking to some of Generation Z about their experiences of the Black Lives Matter movement and how they view it. And just some of the conversations and thoughts that she had and other young people and just people in general that she sees day to day. So we spoke about it on the phone. It did get quite heated because it's, it's quite an emotive subject right now, understandably. I just thought it would be interesting to share some of these conversations with you. So let's get into it. Conversations are taking place across the globe where white children, because remember, children are innocent. They're not born racist. They're learning that from the parents. And they're the next generation. They're the next generation. So they're looking and they're going, hold on. Our favorite music is this. Our favorite fashion is this. I'm telling you, right? I'm 12 years old. I'm going to tell you now. Nothing is. And you, listen. Nothing's going to change at least for another hundred years. But as you said, you have to have hope, don't we? And we can see small changes happening. Yeah, I can't see nothing. We're going to have hope, and the conversations are going to happen. But I'm just saying the changes aren't going to happen for now. But small, small, small structural changes are happening. I don't agree with you. I'm not saying the conversation shouldn't take place. So what we supposed to put up and shut up, like what we've been doing for? Thousands of years, hundreds of years. Oh, God, Maxine, you're going off on a tangent. You're totally missing the point of what I was trying to say. What I'm trying to say is that it, there will be change, but not we won't see it. But it's going to take at least another hundred Yes, I, like, I, 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 hear, I hear what you're saying, but I'm saying small changes are happening right yes, now. Maxine. No, what small changes? I don't give a... Maxine, the police are still out there fucking... Stopping black boys and fucking putting the cuffs on them straight away. So well, tell me what change is happening. In America, they're still standing on their necks. <laughs> so, she's Somalia. She went on the march. And after going 
on the march, they were sitting in the side road, six police officers surrounded the car that Shara and her black friends were in, and the right? And what you, what, why are you two girls out so late? That's a conversation, right? And then they had to answer. And they said, officers, what, what, aren't we so what, we're not allowed to sit out in the car? They didn't do anything to them, but they got harassed. Yeah, that's the point, isn't it? They got harassed. You know when that, um, you know when that police officer got hit or something? Mm -hmm. It was an incident when the police... A she few days ago. She was there. She, yeah, she was... Was that on the march? Possibly, yeah. There's been some incident. She was there, seen it, and she goes that the police officer provoked the, the crowd. And she goes there was another police officer that was rolling his eyes. She's got it on film, she was supposed to see, show me, but I was too busy with customers. They know what they're going to show me. They, they are going to yes. antagonise because they're going to fit their agenda, do you know what I mean? And we can't fall into those traps. Um, our um, protest is peaceful, but if antagonised, like anything, um, they're, they're saying that the Black Panther repre represents something much bigger because uh, the Panther only attacks if it's provoked. That is us. If we're provoked, poked, prodded, put, put feet, feet on our neck and all that kind of thing, locking us up, discriminating against us, we're going to strike back, aren't we? So, and they know yeah. that. They know that we are full of emotion I, right I, now. They know. That's why IT says, which I know is true, IT says that it's just as well that March didn't um, happen for tomorrow yeah. because... It would have kicked off because them boys, she said that she goes at the Rosemen, they actually went down there mm -hmm. ready, you know, to, to, to defend. They were, she said they were calm. They weren't starting anything. They were just calm. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. And she said that if it kicked off, yeah, they were going to, you know what I mean? But the police know what they're doing there by antagonizing them. Well, Tommy Robertson's pulled out of going down there now. He's backtracking, saying... Sorry? But Tommy Robertson is saying, I haven't got anything against... Well, he would say that now because he, it's been cancelled. Mm, of course. He was the showboating, and he got he got everything whipped up, and now, now it's been cancelled. So he's doing the whole reverse psychology thing. I don't want us to be debating it, because I know how you stand, where you stand on it. Do you understand? But when I'm standing outside Tesco, you've got to remember I can take more doses. And, and it was good to speak to white people because they were so intense by it. And it was interesting because it actually got me, I was kind of like awakened by the conversations and especially the young people. Listen, Maxine, four Somalian guys came up to Tesco's, right? Look that road, they were roadmen, yeah? Yeah. And when they came out, one of them started spitting on the floor next to Tesco. and that's bodily fluids.
I didn't mention the coronavirus, man. You've got to remember, these are guys that people put here to go to. I've got their respect, you know? Because mm-hmm. he apologised. You know, like it takes a lot for them to apologise because they got that respect. The small steps, and isn't I it? Spoke, and, I wasn't con- and I wasn't condescending as I spoke to him. The yeah. way I approached him, and I was all kind of like heart stuff. So I said, baby, boy, don't do that. And they had that respect. I can be his mum. So he responded like um, his mum, which was tight. Oh, my God. McDonald's and Catford is open now. Not now, That's but shocking. the lights is on. Shocking. So it's back open. I'm just saying, Max, I'm just showing you a little difference. I can make a little, I'm just trying to make a little difference, And that's how it works. If everybody does their little bit, it can make a big difference. But you're black, white, Asian, whatever. We all have to do our bit to... But, Max, you know when they come into Tesco, they don't give you no trouble, you love girl. Mm-hmm. All of them come and and say hello to me and greet me and and, and stuff like that. It's good. Nice. That's how it, that's how a society should be. Everybody's yeah. supposed to be able to connect with each other. Everybody should be approachable because <clears throat> we've lived life in it. Yeah. So we're supposed to be able to pass on our wisdom and knowledge and yeah. and, and see want to hear what their point of view and their perspectives are as well. Yeah. You know because it's their future that they're marching for. Yeah. You know we're we're in the present and we're kind of coming to the to the end of our our days. Yeah, we've probably got about thirty or so more years, but the future cannot it can't be the same as what we've experienced because yeah. it's just too painful when i go back and when i do have to have conversations with my young boys mm. i'll be speaking to them about that as well about the body language how they come across and the tone of voice and the way you frame it the tone of voice I, the I words know tone is part of it. I know, I'm not saying, I'm not preaching to you, I'm saying this is what we teach our boys so that they don't get coughed up by the police, they don't get arrested, that's what I'm saying, we're doing that work, and you working in your position, that should just be part of the fucking curriculum. Okay, baby, okay, see you. Okay. That was a nice conversation, actually. Thank you. It's left me feeling a bit agitated, actually. <laughs> Who's agitated? I said I'm feeling a little bit agitated by that whole thing. Whoa, that was heavy. That was heavy, guys. That conversation was heavy. There's so much there. Um, and I think it really does start with educating our young people on um on their black history but also how to interact with um the police in the uk or if you're in america or wherever you are sit down and educate them about how they need to conduct themselves when they're confronted with police for them to know their rights i think they should be taught in school taught in the home um if you've got podcasts or shows or whatever these are the things you should be talking about know your know your rights know how to conduct yourself recognize that you've got to be become aware of your body language what you're giving out your tone of voice how you deliver things to be calm so you can give yourself to, time to think get your emotions in check so that you can you know protect yourself yeah don't be afraid to film them but also I don't fully agree with what um, Terry was saying. Changes are happening. Laws are being passed. You know, um, chokeholds are being banned. Um, warrants have to be presented. Body cams have to be switched on. 
it's not just about statues it's it's structural changes that need to happen you know that they are supposed to be part of your community the, the police yeah you're not supposed to fear them they're not supposed to brutalize you they're not supposed to act like criminals and thugs and that's what the world is witnessing and then we're all saying we're tired of it but we've got to educate each other on how we should behave and why things happen and as terry said it starts in in the home well it's not just about um white people educating themselves and they really need to do that work yes they can have the conversations with us but you know it's out there it's in the internet it's in books you know but also you can talk to your black friends black co-workers watch programs with our experiences in it so you can recognize racism when you see it in the workplace or if you're doing it or if your parents are doing it and so you can challenge it you know of course it's going to be uncomfortable this stuff has been happening for centuries decades and it just keeps keeps on rolling on from generation to generation as i said to terry i seen that little girl crying when the police um woman rolled up to her and says to her parent you know where are you going and was not expecting it i just burst out crying because i thought if i had a child and it's another reason why i thought you know i don't want children because i don't like what i'm seeing if i had a child this is what they would have to grow up in and suffer you know being harassed and profiled by police or having to struggle in the workplace and experience um you know racism profiling micromanagement right microaggressions in the workplace it's all painful it it weighs you down and we internalize so much that's why our boys are angry when they get stopped because it, it's not the first time it's not the second time probably the hundredth time you know we're being profiled continuously whether you've got a respectable job live in a respectable neighborhood um as what happened to a black couple went to pick up their car from from them the repairers to come back the police uh, has been called on them by their neighbor i'm not even calling them a karen i'm calling them a darren now we haven't had we haven't been able to give the male people that call police on black people names darren called police on these two black people that went to pick up their own car and two police officers cornered them outside the house and was asking for id and vehicle um proof when they could have run the plates anyway and then saying oh you're just jumping on the bandwagon why are you why are you behaving irate why are you basically resisting or harassing you and then telling them that they look suspicious this is in the uk in suffolk so when people say get over it or it's not happening it's bullshit happens every single day and it just it just it just breaks you internally it breaks you emotionally but we we've got to learn about all these things and it does start in the home you know if you're black or asian because yes there is um problems within um other communities that don't see us as anything sit down and and, and talk about this stuff with us so we can dispel some of these myths about who we are as black people and what we have to go through and face every day because frankly we're, we're actually we're just exhausted really you know but we'll, we'll get more into this
Thank you for listening to Ampersand the Enigma podcast. To listen to more episodes on your favourite podcast platforms, tune in now on Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocketcast and Radio Republic. And you can also catch me on Apple Podcasts as well. So tune in, download the apps and enjoy. And remember to rate and subscribe to show your support and spread the word. Thank you so much from your host, Rainbow Black.